0: When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about calling people to his path with wisdom and beautiful preaching, the wisdom according to most of the scholars is making sure that you give people the preaching in proportion to where they're at so that they can properly grow. Now at no point does that mean concealing the truth or making wrong seem like right. But whether you're speaking to the individual and building their character, or you're speaking to a community, you build them in accordance with where they are at. You prioritize certain elements of the message and you build and you build and you build and you build. Now with the Prophet SallAllahu Wasallam you can imagine as he looked around and he saw all of the wrongdoing in Hajj in particular, all of the innovations, all of the indecency, but the Prophet had a desire to change this as quickly and as strategically as possible. But he was wise, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and that's why Aisha ta'ala anha, when the Prophet told her that, "Do you know that your people built the Kaaba wrong? That the structure itself." is actually not in the same way that Ibrahim Alayhi salam built it. The Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam when he said that to Aisha, her immediate reaction was, well, why don't we go ahead and change it? Let's go ahead and reconstruct it on the way of Ibrahim Alayhi salam." But the Prophet SallAllahu said, your people are still new. And so I don't want to divide them over this. Rather, the important thing is that they fulfill the original purpose of the structure rather than the structure being in accordance with the original structure. So one of the innovations of the people of Mecca, and it's really interesting because they were stricter than Islam in some ways. And it's not because they believed in Allah or they believed in an afterlife. It's because they wanted to honor their ancestors. So they had these practices and these cultural things that were so rigid. One of the things that they said was that you cannot make a Umrah in the sacred months. And what you see from the Prophet SallAllahu is that all four of the umras of the Prophet SallAllahu were initiated in Dhul Qa'dah, which is one of the sacred months. The third Umrah of the Prophet SallAllahu takes place right where we left off last time, right after the battle of Hunayn. So the Prophet SallAllahu comes to Mecca, obviously in his armor and in Fatah Mecca, in the conquest of Mecca, he did not do Umrah. And then immediately they went to Hunayn and after they finished Hunayn, the expectation was that they would return back to Al-Madina. But the Prophet SallAllahu every time he comes to Mecca after the Hijrah, there has to be a Umrah. He does not want to go back to Medina without observing the sacred ritual. So the Prophet ﷺ takes up his Ihram in a place called Al-Ji'rana. And in fact, there's a Masjid now, which marks the exact place where the Prophet ﷺ entered into Ihram so that we too, if we would like can enter into Ihram from that place and he goes at night after the battle of Hunayn and he performs Umrah. And in the same night, he goes back to Al-Madina from the Haram after performing his third Umrah in Islam SallAllahu So that's the eighth year after Hijra, and things were still too unstable to commission a serious Hajj from Al-Madina. So the Prophet SallAllahu wants things to stabilize around Mecca before commissioning a Hajj. So now it's the ninth year and the ninth year is a year in which Tabuk took place, which was a very difficult journey for the Muslims. The Prophet wasalam, took the largest army he had ever taken to confront what was seemingly a Roman attack. And he goes out SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam with tens of thousands of soldiers in this difficult heat in the month of Rajab in the ninth year. And he returns, SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam in Ramadan. And of course that is the year as well that you had desperate plots from the hypocrites in Medina who knew that they were losing all ground that they had to try to unseat the Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala foiled all of their plans at that point, and this is actually when the song Taala Al Badru the nasheed, was actually sung, according to correct accounts. And uh, Ibn Al Qayyim Taala he mentions that one of the reasons for that is that Thaniyat Al wada the valley of Al wada is from the direction of Asham, not from the direction of Makkah. And so, in the part of the song where they mentioned that the Prophet SallAllahu Wasallam, rose upon them from the Valley of Wada' and they mention, and we owe it to show gratefulness, wajaba shukru alayna as long as a supplicator invokes Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala, that this was after Tabuk. And that shows you that the love that the people of Medina had for the Prophet SallAllahu Wasallam, was not only when he first arrived, but it only grew with every year that he was amongst them So now comes the time of. Hajj. Now at this point, faqif is Muslim now. The areas around Mecca are Muslim. There's a thought that perhaps the Prophet SallAllahu will go out to Hajj that year. However, this would be the year that the Prophet SallAllahu would first send Abu Bakr as siddiq radiAllahu ta'ala Anhu with a group of 300 Muslims to do the Hajj and Abu Bakr would hence become the first Amir of Hajj in Islam. Some of the scholars mentioned that that is because the Prophet SallAllahu was busy with the wufud with the delegations that year, that tribes were coming from all over the world to embrace Islam. And so the Prophet SallAllahu wanted to give that its due rights. You know, the tens of thousands of people that were embracing Islam in Medina. Some say that the Prophet SallAllahu did not want to perform the Hajj while others were still doing so with some of the rituals of ignorance, particularly performing tawaf without clothes. And so this was one of the objectionable acts of Jahiliyyah, of the days of ignorance that the Prophet SallAllahu abhorred, which was that they would do tawaf naked. And this is in fact, the context of the ayah, inda kulli masjid, that you take your best clothes to every masjid. And Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala referring to it as a fahisha, as an act of shamelessness, that the people would do tawaf in nudity. So the Prophet SallAllahu did not want this, and this would be the one year the ninth year after hijrah, that the Muslims and the pagans would perform hajj together. So this is the last year that this is going to take place, that Muslims and pagans perform hajj in their own ways together. And this would be the year that all of the rituals of the days of ignorance would be done away with. So for example, they used to carve out holes in their homes To not enter from the front. And they saw this as an act of righteousness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And it is not righteousness that you enter into your homes from the back, but rather righteousness is with taqwa, is with God consciousness and piety. So all of the rituals of the days of ignorance, those that were seemingly more righteous, those that were more rigid those that were more lenient, those that were shameless, all of these things were meant to be done away with before the Prophet SallAllahu would commission his Hajj Alayhi Salatu So the Hajj of Abu Bakr Anhu is meant to really set the stage for the next year when the Prophet وسلم, would come with all of the Muslims on his farewell Hajj. Now the narration of Abu Bakr Anhu's Hajj comes from Jabir radiAllahu Anhu. And Jabir ibn Abdullah radiAllahu is the most frequent narrator of the Hajj of the Prophet SallAllahu as well. So Jabir was witnessing much of this himself, radiAllahu ta'ala anhu, and is the most extensive narrator about the way that Hajj was taking place in Islam. So he says that when the Prophet SallAllahu came back from the Umrah of Al-Ji'rana, he appointed Abu Bakr to lead the Hajj. So he said, we went out with him until we reached the area of Al-Irj. And the iqamah for Fajr was called. So Abu Bakr ta'ala Anhu stood up to start the salah to say takbir. And just as he was about to, he started to hear a camel grunting behind him. And he said to himself that this is the camel of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He recognized the grunting of the camel of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi and he said, perhaps the Prophet ﷺ has reconsidered and he's going to do Hajj and he's here now, so we'll get to pray behind him. Instead Abu Bakr ta'ala anhu turned around and he saw Ali radiAllahu ta'ala Anhu on the camel of the Prophet ﷺ, which signifies obviously that he was sent by the Prophet ﷺ. So Abu Bakr ta'ala anhu immediately says to him, Amirun am Rasul? are you coming to assume the responsibility of the Amir of Hajj? or are you coming as a messenger? He said, no, rather I was sent as a messenger by the messenger SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam with Al-Bara'a, which is Surah At-Tawbah. And the Prophet وسلم, ordered me to recite it to the people in all of the different stations of Hajj. So he said, we came to Mecca and one day before the day of Tarwiyah, which is the eighth of the hijjah Abu Bakr ta'ala stood up and he addressed the people, telling them about the way that they should perform the Hajj. As soon as he finished Ali radiAllahu ta'ala, stood up, and he recited Surah taubah until the end. And then they went out on the day of Arafah. Abu Bakr Ta'ala, once again, he stood up and he addressed the people teaching them how to do the Hajj. As soon as he finished Ali stood up and he recited Surah taubah until the end of it. Then on the day of Eid, the day of the sacrifice. Again, Abu Bakr stands up after he finishes, Ali stands up and he tells the people, he recites to the people, Surah taubah. And then again on the days of Tashriq, Abu Bakr ta'ala anhu stands up and he addresses the people. And Ali radiAllahu ta'ala anhu stands up and he recites Surah At-Tawbah again. So this was consistently happening in the Hajj. And Abu Huraira ta'ala anhu, he describes that I was in fact one of the people that Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala Anhu had sent out to proclaim that no pagan should perform Hajj after this year, and no one should do tawaf again without clothes. So this was the year that it was ensured that no one will come again performing the acts of jahiliyah, the acts of the days of ignorance within Hajj. And this was something that was sent out as a message to all of the people that had come from all over the world to set the stage for the one ultimate Hajj of the Prophet SallAllahu Wasallam with his companions, which would be done in the exact same way that Jibril Alayhi taught Ibrahim Alayhi salam, and that Jibreel السلام, then taught the Prophet SallAllahu Wasallam.